What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to Ask Pat 2.0, episode 1,131. That's a lot of episodes, and I appreciate that you're listening to this one, because what this is and what you're about to listen to is an actual coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today, we're speaking with Leanne, who is from ROITalentDev.com. She and her partner have created this sort of agency, if you will, in Texas, and they wanna take this now online. But online, it's a lot harder to connect with a brand and sort of a more corporate professional style personality versus a human. So we have some discussions about the idea of transitioning to online. How do we keep the brand we have but show up in a different way such that we can attract more people? Because Leanne's really smart. She noticed that a lot of the people who are attracting loads of people online are the individual personalities, right? And you think about Rick Mulready, Amy Porterfield, myself, and, and people like that versus ROI talent development, right? Which is a little bit more on the corporate side. So how do we still promote and do this, but online now. That's what we talk about today, and if this sounds interesting to you, please put that phone in the pocket because it's time to listen in. Here is Leanne again. You can find her and her company currently at roitalentdev.com. Here we go. Hey, Leanne, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Pat, for having me. I am pumped to be here. I'm stoked too. So tell us really quick before we dive into what I can do to help you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, maybe a little backstory. Give us some insight if, if you can. Yeah, so I am a former communication professor. Um, I taught at a large research university in Texas for about 14 years, and I was the director of public speaking, and I taught all sorts of other courses in communication, business and professional communication, interviewing, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And about four years ago, my colleague and very close friend, her name is Joy, I'll probably say her name quite a bit um, throughout this interview. So she and I decided that just kind of as a side hustle, we were going to start a, a human resources and workplace consulting and training company. And it was just full steam ahead as soon as we launched. We That was about three years ago. We have been really busy ever since then in our local market. We are a very recognizable brand in, in our area. We've done some traveling, mostly around Texas, but we've traveled a little bit outside of Texas as well. So we've stayed really, really busy. And, and that's been awesome. But our dream, what we really want to do is we want to pivot and create an online business. And specifically, we want to create digital courses for individuals that work in human resources or for smaller to middle-sized companies that don't really have a great HR presence, but really need still the really good help around how to craft great employee experience, processes and procedures, how to attract and retain the best employees, you know, how to make sure that they have brand evangelists, you know, super fans, if, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we really want to pivot. But the challenge that we're running into right now is, you know, as we sort of survey the online, you know, digital course space, what we see is a lot of individual thought leaders. You know, you've got your Pat Flynn's and your Rick Mulready's and your Amy Porterfield's. And, you know, so a lot of people who are just an individual. And so Joy and I, you know, there's two of us and, and we're sort of at least in our local market known more as a brand and a company. And so we're running into this really weird thing where we feel like we're sort of 
needing to run two routes. And we don't really know how to do that very well. How do we build an online business, you know, with as a brand, maybe instead of as like this individual thought leader is kind of where we are right now. Got it. Thank you so much for that insight. What's the name of the the brand or the company right now? Yeah, so we are ROI Talent Development, which it's funny, Pat, because even that has become a bit of an issue for us. When we started, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know about what our clients, what our customers would really need. And so talent development is sort of the wing of HR that houses the things that we do, you know, where we go in and do trainings and consulting with with businesses and nonprofits and things like that. Um, but as we're growing and we're sort of figuring out our groove, we we are a little bit concerned that we've outgrown that talent development, you know, name, but we still, but but that's how we're known. And so that's again where we're kind of like, do we need to pivot and create some kind of different brand that's more about joy and I as people as opposed to just the company. Um, but yeah, we're ROI talent development. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a challenge there for sure. Because obviously, if you were just on a small scale, you created a Twitter account called ROI talent development. Who right. is somebody going to be more interested in speaking to? ROI talent development or insert name here, right? right. The human being on the, on the other end. So I'm not necessarily saying that we need a brand change. It's just the way that we show up online will have to show the human and the personal connection part more so than the actual, um, you know, the, the, the name of the business, if you will. You know, even, you know, and that can be done, right? With Smart Passive Income, for example, that's, that's a website, that's a brand, but that has become through how I've shown up synonymous with Pat Flynn, right? And the hard thing is we don't know how to do that until we're in it, right? I didn't, I, like, I didn't plan that, you know, Pat Flynn and Smart Passive Income were going to be synonymous. It just became that way because of how I showed up. And that only happens over over time. So the way to sort of fast forward that would be to, and, and again, you don't have to change the local brand name, but perhaps there is a either a website or a secondary brand name that is essentially the sister company or not even a separate company, but just like another, like a DBA essentially for the online presence, right? That's sort of what we've been thinking about. But again, we, but then we worry, well, you know, we've built a little bit of a following, you know, we've got um, an email list. It's not big because we really just started this spring, but we've got about, you know, 285, I think last time I checked, you know, pretty engaged email subscribers from all over the country that are mostly women ages 36 to 44, like they're right in our sweet spot. Um, so then we worry, okay, well, and, and we're also delivering weekly content and blogs and, you know, webinars that we do and things like that. So we're afraid if we did pivot then, and I know it's only 200 and something people, but then do we lose them? Does that slow us down? So there's just, it's so, it feels very overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you could take that list and you could move them over and just, you know, announce like, hey, you know, online we've decided to, really show up for you. And, you know, this is actually could be spun in a way where it's actually of benefit to them to now know that, you know, yourself and your partner are sort of going to be a little bit more on the forefront of the of the digital online space. And, you know, there's even companies who I know do a good job that on the surface might seem like, okay, well, how is that like a personality? But when you dig a little bit deeper into how they produce their content and how they show up in their content and how they connect with their audience. In fact, there are real people there. For example, in the way that uh, Wistia, which is a video hosting company, they show up in a really amazing way, even though they're on the surface a little bit more corporate, but they might be interesting to sort of follow or at least pay attention to because 
on their socials in particular, and as well as on their website, you really get to know the team behind it. And you really feel like you're connected with the team and the team actually cares and helps because they show up. They're in emails, they're in social, they, they, they show, they're even, they're even dog, which they have like a dog is like a mascot and, and, and people get to know him on their social. So there's some personality there, right? Because the brand becomes what you make of it. I mean, you could literally call it whatever you want. It's what you do within it that will become the thing that people can connect with. And, you know, the human to human aspect is, is a really important component of that. So I would say that although it might seem like wheels are spinning and there's sort of potentially the thought of like feeling like you're starting over the thought that perhaps, you know, oh, well, you know, is this going to seem like two different things? I think this is just an extension of that and a way for people to, to who choose to want to get value in more of an online capacity, get it there. And it's more easy to connect with you there as well. And, you know, they can both actually feed into and support each other, not essentially take away from each other, if, if that makes sense. That's really helpful. So let me ask you this, because one thing that we noticed, you know, when we started and one of the reasons why we were a little bit more strategic with creating the brand and really pushing like we are a company is because a lot of the people that work in the space that we're in, they are sort of individual. They almost have like this freelance vibe about them. And we, we felt like what differentiates us is that there's two of us and we have different specialties, you know, between the two of us within our discipline, you know, um, uh, and our research and, and whatnot. And so we kind of, we, we wanted to have that established brand vibe for businesses that would be hiring us. And so now, but now that we're thinking, okay, if, if let's say, for example, an HR leader is going to need to go back to the decision makers and and pitch to them hey we really want to invest in this product you know here's here's the return on investment right here's here's what this is going to do for us does it make more sense for us to have that more you know corporate brand vibe than to your point earlier that kind of personal connection and 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 i guess it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive but in my brain i'm just having a hard time figuring out how to marry those two things together yeah i mean the way to go about this to actually i mean we could talk about what may or may not work all day long. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah. the the true way to figure this out would be to go to somebody who would be a decision maker, maybe somebody you already have access to and just be like, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing. If you go back to your higher ups and pitch this to them, how would it come across? Would it actually be a negative or would it in fact be a positive? Um, and, and also don't forget, you also have this other company that, or this this part of the company, the ROI talent uh, development company, that is indeed a very professional brand. And that is a noteworthy accomplishment, it's a noteworthy credibility factor. Even if people sort of find you for you, you still have, you know, it's, it's very similar like when I started, right? Like people who are coming to me for business advice, they saw that I actually had like, even though I was Pat Flynn on Smart Passive Income, I had in the lead.com, which was helping people pass an architectural exam and they could go there and they could see me being professional to the people I needed to be professional with. But then in the online fashion, especially when it comes to sort of initiating uh, conversation in relationships, then here I was on Pat Flynn and Smart, Smart Passive Income. So I wouldn't discount and try to like hide ROI talent development. I would say like, you know, you both are the owners of ROI talent development, a website built in Texas to help XYZ. And now you're bringing this stuff online in a way that people are now able even to get more access to you. And 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 um, I, I would just like, for me, I'm just like, okay, how do we find out the answer now? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, let's, let's like have those tougher conversations now so we don't have, you know, surface level conversations forever. 
you know, so you might have access to certain people that would be able to tell you straight up like, hey, how would this come across if blank, you know, or even even you may, maybe maybe you you actually do make a real pitch to, to one company and just kind of get a sense so that, you know, with the next company, you know, that, you, you know, you could pivot one way or, or another. I hope that's making sense. It is. It really, really is. And I think part of what I'm what I'm hearing you say, too, is like, I'm just going to have to start we're just going to start doing some stuff is the problem is that we're, we're, yeah, we're really kind of we're ready, tentative. fire, aim, right? Yeah, like re- ready, yeah. fire, aim. And I think having in mind these worries and having in mind the things that you want to pay attention to is really key because that way you're not just like, well, let's just do something and whatever happens, happens. It's now you can, with these things in mind, make the right decisions as you create. Oh, that is you know, you can pivot and adjust and that's, you, you know, this, and, and this is yeah. part of the role of entrepreneurs. You, you have to make a decision and you go, but you probably know that's not going to be the direction you always go down. You're going to have to go around some things. You're going to go have to go above and below and make some pivots and adjust. And that's truly what makes the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur, the, the ability to take action despite not knowing all the answers, but along the way, being able to adjust and pivot in the right direction. Okay, that's super helpful. So do you would you say then that when it comes to our like the current, you know, following that we've developed, which again, we're sort of running these two routes, we've got all of our local clients and those relationships that we've built that we think are really, really strong. Um, and then we've got this whole other, right now it almost feels like a secret, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. this secret audience almost that exists that we're delivering all this content to. And those are mostly women uh, like I said, you know, 36 to 44 that work in, in HR or they're leaders, they're very driven, ambitious women who care about establishing really strong workplace culture. So would you say that with those followers we've got already that are, you know, the women that are target audience for our digital courses, that we need to, that we would move that list over to something new, like a new brand, and then just communicate to them, hey, we've moved you? Or is that something we need to ask them permission to do? Like, hey, we're starting this new thing join us here. How do we communicate that? That's a great question. I don't think people like to feel like they're being moved and shoved around, right? So I I wouldn't necessarily take that approach because it's like, oh, wait, where are you putting me now? Right? Kind of of a situation versus if you can have the answer be, oh, like this is what I get now, Mm -hmm. that would be the reaction you would want, right? And if you can in your messaging, position it in a way where it actually is of benefit to them in some way, shape or form, then that's going to be the ideal situation, right? So it could be, I mean, I mean, you could make a huge deal about this brand addition or this new leg of the brand, if you will, and that you'll be able to better communicate to them through these channels. And because of that, they'll have access to more resources, they'll be able to get you know, more insight from others and, and, and whatnot. I mean, you can, you can probably do a better job than I at determining what the benefits would actually be. But in fact, if you are not able to, and your partner is not able to manage and organize, then your audience is not going to feel organized as well. They're not going to be receiving information in a way that's going to help them if you both aren't aligned and are both, you know, super pumped about this, this direction moving forward, right? So it might take some wordsmithing and, and crafting and just to kind of get a sense of what the what the reaction might be. But I, I, I would say that this could be a, a, a beautiful sort of milestone sort of a message versus a, oh, like, we just think that things have to go this way instead. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I like how you said that. Like beautiful milestone. That's the vibe I'm going to go for. Pat. Good. We'll yeah. Beautiful milestone. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can pull that off. I think we can. I think we can. And, and, you know, mind you, there may be people who will either leave or, you know, whatever, but you know that this, this will open up the opportunity for you to even find way more people who are going to come in, who are going to be more enticed, who are going to be more excited and, and want to work with, with both of you and get involved with the services and the programs and the courses that you want to offer down the road. It makes a lot of sense too, because, you know, the, the our face-to-face clients that we work with, I mean, there's just a handful of them really on our email list in the first place because they have direct access to us, you know, and, and right. we're having conversations with them on a regular basis. And I think like, if they heard this, for example, they'd be shocked that we were even working on this, which I think is indicative of the problem, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. They're like, I can't believe you're even like worried about this. Like, just yeah. do it. Like, yeah. we're here for you. For sure. Okay. That's super helpful. Good. Awesome. What else? Anything oh, else on your mind? Man. I mean, <laughs> uh, I think what else are you worried about related to this. Man? <laughs> I think the other part of, of this that feels very, very overwhelming to us is that, you know, Joy and I both were funny enough. We were some of the first faculty members in probably the country teaching online courses at the university level. Cause we were really young faculty when we started having to create online, like we laugh because when we first started teaching our students, we had these like online public speaking classes and our students would have to email or not email. That's wrong. They would mail us like snail mail us VHS tapes of themselves giving presentations. And so when we started teaching online courses, we, Joy and I were the ones that started developing them. And so we've got all this experience on the curriculum and the you know sh- structure and building, you know, engaging curriculum for students but we are really green and very much rookies when it comes to just the overwhelming nature of, of digital courses and what programs we should use. And like every time I see conversations online, like integrations with this program and that program and, and, Oh, here's these advanced email metrics you need to be thinking about. And, you know, Oh, you should start a podcast, which by the way, we really want to do. (laughs) And so all these things just feel overwhelming. So I guess my next question would be, you know, what, what, should we focus on like what would you say is the thing we need to focus on more than anything in the transition to digital course creation and, and online business? Yeah, I mean the the biggest thing when it comes, especially for those getting in in the online space, is to see how you can get to a result as fast as possible for somebody. And what I mean is, a lot of people who create digital courses often want to go, okay, I'm going to go for this giant huge launch like right up front. I want a thousand people in, which is great. Like that's cool to have these goals. However, there often is a lack of confidence when you're doing something for the first time. So I love to have students of mine who are creating online courses find one or two people that they can walk through a process to, number one, verify that the process works in that online sort of capacity, in that online fashion. Number two, offer feedback along the way for you so you can better define this course so you can actually create it with them. Number three, the ability for you to now at the end, before you launch this course, you already have now some testimonials and people who have literally gone through the process that you now are going to teach everybody. So now you have people who perhaps have had objections that your target audience also has. And so they're more easily able to see a version of themselves and somebody who has already taken this course and has gotten results. So whether it's a small group of people or even just one sort of a beta launch or even walking people through the process before it's then recorded and put in an online course fashion. 
And then finally, what this does is it unlocks your own confidence so that you know that this thing actually works and you're gonna be that much more confident in your messaging and your emails and just everything that you say is gonna be that much more believable because it's actually gonna be true versus sort of just, oh, I hope this works. And you know, mm -hmm. whenever things come across that way, it's you know not often, it, it, it doesn't always, it doesn't always translate well if that makes sense. So like before even the necessarily like the logo or getting involved in a particular online course platform, I'm like, okay, here's the process, outlining the process and, and your, your methods that you do for people normally in person, like how might you then structure this in a way that makes sense online and then start taking one or two people through it. Because a lot of them are gonna ask questions, they'll be able to plug in those holes for you or at least tell you where those holes are and then you're gonna be that much more confident on the other end. Okay, that's super helpful. We had thought about, you know, creating something and then and having people kind of go through it, but then a part of us a part of us were thinking, "Oh, is that is that because we're scared? You know, we don't want <laughs> we don't want to actually launch because we're scared of of actually putting it out there." But I, that's really helpful. Yeah, and this way you're able to sort of you're you're able to have it happen and it's in a container like a petri dish where, you know, it's it's a way for you to if things don't work or you know, are, aren't going well. Well, at least it was contained in that space and it wasn't like a failed public launch. It was a experimental private launch. Right. That makes so much sense. Good. Yeah. I mean, you have all the pieces. I think that ultimately you, you, you're you just getting in your own way. Yeah. <laughs> just, 100%. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, and and it, it was just so funny when you said like, hey, our audience is probably they would laugh if they heard us talking about this stuff because yeah. <laughs> you you know you have so much great things to offer and you have stuff that's worthwhile. Now it's time to transition into the digital space and these little beta tests and these little sort of moments with people who you can reach out to to go, hey, how would this be received? These just become ways for you to, to battle and, and combat the sort of self-doubt that you might be having because likely they're gonna be automatic yeses and yes, this is awesome, like let's keep going anyways. So these are things that we can put in, 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 in our favor so that, you know, we can continue to be confident and, and move forward. For sure. No, this is, yeah, that's very, very helpful because I think, you know, this, we've been so tentative about which way to move that I think mm -hmm. to your point earlier, like we just need to sort of go. And as we are going, we're having those little touch point conversations and, and getting good feedback. And I think that we're both perfectionists too. So we want, we want this to be like a perfect product and we're just going to have to kind of come to terms with that that's not going to exist <laughs> at least exactly, now. Exactly. yeah for sure right okay i feel better thank you <laughs> cool yeah you're welcome i mean you, you you're at a higher level and as a result you have now higher level problems <laughs> right like there's always going to be problems and new things that come but the truth is what got you here won't get you there and i love that you're experimenting with new things i think it's a, such a smart move for for you uh, and your partner joy and just want to wish you luck and hopefully we can catch up with you again in the future and, and, you know, unlock even more. And I'd love to just kind of get a, get a check-in with you later and maybe even share that here on the show to give everybody an update if that's okay. Oh my goodness, Pat. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful and we are huge fans of you and are so appreciative of everything that you put out is, and we feel like we can't, we can't consume it as fast as we need to. So <laughs> thank, right, you thank you so, so much. much. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye, Pat.
All right, I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Leanne. Thank you, Leanne, for being so receptive. And I hope that a lot of this not just hit home with you, which it seems like it did, but for those of you listening right now, especially when it comes to just putting yourself out there, trying things and having that guide you versus worrying a ton about, okay, well, what is what is actually the right move here? Because actually, there is a lot more that you can learn by doing and then learning that way versus learning as much as you can and trying to get things perfect. So that, that that's really the big theme here. And Leanne, I, I appreciate you. Again, you can find her at roitalentdev.com. And I appreciate your time today. And I appreciate you for listening all the way through. I, that, that, that's so meaningful to me. Once again, I highly recommend you check out the community and platform that we have to bring these kinds of entrepreneurs who have gotten results already together, right? No matter what level you're at, if you've gotten started, you have an email list, you have a website, you've been getting some results here and there, you can scale and communicate with other people just like you over at SPI Pro. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash pro, you can check that out and I'd love to invite you in there and see if it's a right fit for you. And uh, so far now being a month into this, it's just been an amazing amazing thing that I only wish I had done sooner. And it's funny because that's one of the comments that I've been getting a lot from people who have been listening to my podcast and all my blog for a while and you know, even taking part in some of my courses, say this is exactly what I was looking for, especially during this time where we're craving connection and trying to you know, make up for not being able to meet in person with other people. So if you've been able to perhaps save a little bit of money by not going to events, perhaps you might wanna invest in something like this online community, smartpassiveincome.com slash pro instead. So check that out. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And as always, make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And of course, Team Flynn for the win. I love you. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, The Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't wanna miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.